Welcome to Yachtpo Live, featuring conversations with top D2C leaders. On September 12th at Yapo's conference, Destination D2C, Rachel Blank, co-founder of Rory, and Peter Boyce, VC at General Catalyst, sat down with Paul Mumford of LeanLux to share insider tips, industry trends, and much more. Um, so this is about uh, Rory, um, one of the more interesting uh, healthcare companies on the market today. Uh, they launched in, what was it, May? March. March, so they've been around since the spring and apparently they're killing it. Um, but what's really interesting about what they're doing these days is they're kind of a stage two or second wave DNVB. And when you think about where we are on the timeline currently with modern brands, uh, you know, the first wave was kind of very much focused on accessories and fashion, things like that. So we had the Bonobos, we had the Everlanes of the world. These guys are starting to apply that sort of, you know, modern luxury and modern consumer framework to an unusual category, which you know, three or four years ago, you would have never really thought that that would be something that would be applied to healthcare. Um, I find that particularly interesting, and as the founder of Lean Lux, it's my job to keep track of these types of companies. Um, and Rory, for sure, is, is front and center, alongside Ro uh, and Roman, uh, front and center uh, in what's happening in the space today. Um, but you could probably do a much better uh, job of explaining what Rory is about uh, than I could, you being the co-founder and CEO. Uh, so why don't you go ahead and, and tell everybody what, what it's about. Sure. Um, so kind of as Paul uh, started explaining, um, Rory is a women's healthcare digital clinic, um, which is powered by Roe. So um, when, we, when we first built Rory, we really built it around this idea that women in general don't have enough education around what's going on in their bodies. I've kind of experienced this personally with some of my healthcare journey, um, but just in general, I think if you speak to women about their experiences at the gynecologist's office, their experience with physicians, there often is a lot that's left to be desired. And we felt that by building a platform that one, provides education and community around women's healthcare topics, and two, access to treatments um, from the comfort of your home, that we really could give women more tools to take control of their bodies again. Um, and this is particularly resonant when you think about stigmatized conditions like vaginal dryness or genital herpes and cold sores, which are launching next week. Um, things that we might not feel comfortable having an open dialogue around, but by providing access through telemedicine, we're giving women the opportunity to really take control, get the treatment that they need without feeling embarrassed or stigmatized or like it's something that they just don't want to talk about. Yeah, perfect. And, and so underneath the Roe family, you guys are the second kind of offshoot. So Roman was the first one. Uh, you guys are the second. Um, there's also a personal story behind you know, the founding of this, particularly with you. So this is not just a, an opportunistic play. There's something personal and substantial there. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. So women's healthcare is, has always been a big passion of mine. Um, I literally grew up around it. My dad is an OBGYN. And so growing up, you know, the words vagina were not weird to say at the dinner table. Um, apparently not as weird here either. I didn't get the normal <laughs> chuckles I get. Um, and um, as I got older, though, I realized that people weren't having the same conversations that my family was having, that my friends weren't comfortable having the same conversations that I was comfortable having. Um, and that kind of struck a note with me personally when I was in my early 20s and um, out of nowhere kind of was 
diagnosed with polycystic ovary syndrome, PCOS. So I actually had been experiencing symptoms for years, um, but never told anybody about them, didn't even ask my dad about them, because I just felt like, well, it's normal as a woman, like, things are weird sometimes, it's normal to be in pain, it's normal to you know, have weird things happen with your body, and I just didn't even think to ask any questions. Um, and when I was diagnosed, I felt like I didn't know anybody else who had it, I didn't have any education around it, even though one in 10 women have PCOS. Um, and it really kind of struck a note with me that there are just a lot of conversations that we aren't having as women with each other, publicly with our doctors. Um, and then I actually was at General Catalyst working with uh, Peter, and, um, Roman came into pitch and they talked about transforming healthcare for men and giving men a tool to connect with physicians in a way that's more comfortable for, with them. And a light bulb just kind of went off in my head that this would be amazing for all the things I had experienced, for what other women were experiencing. And so I teamed up with, um, with Roe to launch Rory and deliver that same level of high quality personalized care to women. Peter. Yeah. In the hot seat, my, my friend. Oh, yeah. Um, you come across <laughs> a lot of deals. Yeah. Uh, you have a great track record in the modern consumer space and investing. You know, Outdoor Voices, Great Jones, host of others. What drew you into, you know, Roe in particular? Huh. And, and what's got you most excited about what Rory is yeah. doing underneath that umbrella, too? Yeah, totally. So... We're, we're super lucky to be investors in, another, uh, in a number of consumer commerce and healthcare companies at General Catalyst. So, you know, I think a lot of our perspective has been informed by working with companies like Jet.com, uh, Oscar, Livongo, and a number of others. And so uh, one of the things that I was super delighted about um, in leading our seed investment in Row uh, was, number one, having founding teams that have a real authentic connection to the problem space. Uh, I think that's, you know, equally true for, for Rachel, and it was something that was really exciting for us um, because we think those founding teams can really go the distance and build a sustainable, enduring brand. Uh, number two is this kind of point of view around destigmatization and the way that the internet can use to kind of, you know, effectively make uh, interactions that are otherwise very uncomfortable, very awkward, very inconvenient, you know, seamless, frictionless, so that folks can get the education and the treatment that they need. Um, that was the second piece. Um, and then I think the, the third part is just this uh, incredible uh, magnetism for talent. Um, so, you know, Rachel kind of mentioned this. Rachel was on our team at General Catalyst when we were making the investment. Uh, and it was definitely a bittersweet moment for her to kind of step onto the rocket ship and join the team to, to found Rory and to really take the company to the next level. Uh, but that's the kind of uh, excitement around the opportunity and the way that the founding team was thinking about um, attracting incredible talent. Um, and so those are some of the things that we look for when we're making investments, um, and especially when we're making these investments at the earliest stage. So we, we led the seed round of financing uh, in row. Perfect, love it. Um, another thing that's got me super excited about Rory in particular is, you know, when you kind of take the lay of the land and look at where a lot of these modern brands, like, you know, where they're focusing their efforts, their marketing efforts, and who they're really designed for, by and large, they are made for the millennial consumer, the 20-year-old consumer, the under-30s consumer. Most of the disposable income in this country resides with the 40 and up, the 35s and up. Um, and yet, there really aren't that many companies beyond what you guys are doing that are focusing on that consumer. And me personally, I think that's a really 
uh, big opportunity if people can, can do that the right way. Um, and so I love that you guys are, you know, tacking on the, uh, you know, modern brands um, kind of framework into that and focus on a consumer who has really gone overlooked. Um, I think the post-40, you know, consumer is just completely over overlooked right now. Um, how are you thinking about that opportunity? Uh, you know, what's got you most excited about kind of tapping into the, you know, menopausal sort of sphere um, in a consumer who isn't necessarily, you know, 20 years old? Yeah, um, you know, I think first you, you bring up a great point, which is something we thought a lot about, which is sometimes it feels in the tech world like you turn 40 and people pretend like you've lost all access to the computer and the internet. Um, you know, people are, are, to your point, building a lot of brands for very young women or with a very young looking point of view. Um, and for us, it was really important that we build a brand that women feel that they can grow into, that a woman who's in her late 20s, like myself, in her 30s, in her 40s, feels comfortable engaging with, speaking about, um, and doesn't feel like it's built for her daughter or her younger sister. Um, and, you know, what we found that's really exciting is that women really are resonating with telemedicine. I think one of the things we were asked was, well, do you think women, you know, past 30 will do an online doctor's visit? Um, the average age of our members is actually 45, and we have women from the age of 18 to 82 of our, on our platform. So even women in their 70s are using telemedicine. Um, and that's been really exciting to us is as we think about launching new conditions, um, addressing a number of topics around women's healthcare, it's that ability to meet a woman's needs from the time she's in her early 20s until the time she's in her 70s um, and really be her partner in the healthcare system throughout her life as her body changes. Um, that to me is very exciting. And Peter, same question for you, like you're an investor. Yeah. How mm -hmm. are you thinking about the marketplace? You've, you've invested in companies that are focused on the, on the millennial consumer. Yeah. Uh, but, but how are you thinking about where we're going right now in the space, yeah. modern brands, and you know, Roe, you know, a company that's focused on yeah. the post-40 consumer? Yeah, totally. So I think, it, I think it's powerful to, to really call attention to the fact that I think everyone uh, in this room wants access to incredible doctors and a great product experience uh, provided in a convenient, accessible way. And I think that goes uh, as, it's as applicable for if you're 60, 70, or if you're 20, 25. So I think that's really important um, to recognize. And we see it across many of our companies. Um, you know, outdoor voices, plenty of folks are showing up, uh, you know, to buy clothes for their daughters or for themselves. Um, so I think similarly with, with Rory and with Roe, I think what's powerful is the, the, the underlying infrastructure that we're building from a technology perspective and from a, a doctor and care delivery perspective is something that is widely applicable. Um, and what we found is that, again, everyone wants uh, access to the right information um, in a convenient way um, at the right value. Beautiful. Um, you know, we're talking about the post-40s woman. Um, they may, you know, approach buying in a different way from, you know, folks our age. You guys going direct to consumer have a very clear advantage over, you know, other companies in your space. Um, you're going direct to these people. Um, how are you thinking about kind of keeping them in the circle, um, kind of building out community, you know, keeping them engaged and keeping them coming back? How are you thinking about that? 
Absolutely. I think it's um, a couple of ways. One is, I think partially they don't, to Peter's point, necessarily want anything all that different than a 20-year-old consumer. Right. They still want, you know, beautiful branding, a good value, access to education and treatment, and that's what we're providing both women in their 20s, women in their 40s, women in their 60s. Um, and that, to me, again, is very exciting. Um, you know, when we think about community, community and education are a really core tenant to Rory. Um, in addition to the telemedicine offerings, we also have um, online Facebook communities as well as a blog. Um, and the cool thing about the blog is all of the content is reviewed by physicians. So everything is something that you can actually trust. Um, and as we think about community and maintaining engagement, I think one thing that's been really important is adjusting your community and adjusting your offering as you see who's coming in. So I think, you know, some people are like, the, the phrase, if you build it, they will come. You build it, and then you kind of leave it, and you let people come in. Um, for us, it's really been about having a continual dialogue with our community and adjusting our offering from there. Um, so for example, our blog content, some of that is informed by what members have been writing and asking us about. So we had members writing in asking if they could use Latisse with eyelash extensions. We didn't even know that this was a, a question, um, but we had an ophthalmologist write blog posts about it that our community could then use. Um, similarly, some of our next treatment offerings are based off of our members, um, what they're telling us they need, what they tell us their other conditions are. So for us, it's all about continually redeveloping both the platform and the community based off of what we see our members want. Yeah. And I'll, I'll riff on that for one second, because I think it's, it's actually one of the unique challenges, I think, for, for Rory to address, which is a lot of these are taboo topics, right? So you know, it's, I think it's very easy for folks to say, oh, I've got a new pair of sneakers, you should check them out. But a lot of these are conversations that aren't happening naturally, that you have to really build a trusted brand in order to enable that conversation. And I think that's one of the things that makes it super audacious and ambitious with what Rachel's doing with Rory. Um, and it's, it's a unique challenge that I think, you know, the referral dynamics are different for this category and things like that. So it's a lot of like new territory that the company is of course, pursuing. Of course. So we're going to head into, a, a, you know, controversial waters now. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. I did. You guys. <laughs> okay. So let's be honest. Uh -oh. I mean, you're, you're in the health healthcare space. Uh -huh. um, you guys have all kind of popped up. And by you guys, I mean, you know, the hymns of the world, the, the keeps of the world. You guys have all kind of come, you know, to market around the same time, give or take a couple months or, or what have you. Uh, it's a competitive marketplace. There's already been some controversy with Hims. Uh, you know, Roe the other day uh, reached out in a Medium post, um, you know, calling Hims out and kind of copying the user experience. Um, but how are you thinking about differentiating yourself in a really you know, increasingly crowded marketplace. We've got the keeps, we've got the hems. What makes Roe, Roman, Rory different from those, those big guys too? Absolutely. Um, you know, I think we've done this in a few ways. I think a lot, and I think you're going to start seeing us diverge a bit in terms of what we're offering, where our focus is. Um, I think a lot of it stems from what Peter had talked about, which is our personal experiences. So both myself, 
um, and, and Zach, who's the CEO of Roe, have parents who are physicians, have experiences in the healthcare system that we draw on. And so I think, you know, one thing is just for us, it's grounded in a lot of personal experience, a lot of empathy, and frankly, growing up in, like, seeing the medical system very closely, living with doctors, um, you know, it's been something that has always been a part of our lives, and I think that informs what we do at Roe. And then particularly what we try to continually focus on at Roe, you know, regardless of what our competitors are doing, is really just putting patient safety first. Um, so every single piece of content that comes out, including our blog posts, our ads, is all reviewed by both our physicians and our legal team to make sure that patients are always getting all of the information that they need um, and making sure that's verified. Um, we put a lot of time and thought into our online visit, which is probably why Hims copied it. Um, also, again, reviewed and written by a team of medical experts. Um, and that's something that you know is really, I think, exciting about the opportunities in telemedicine is if you think about right now, you go to your physician, you're getting his one point of view. If you use our online visit, you're getting the points of view of all of the experts on our advisory board, which include former surgeon generals, um, leading OBGYNs in their field. And so it's just this ability to have um, a wider array of medical expertise of patient care um, that we're trying to bring to every consumer. And that's really what drives what we do at Roe. And Peter, similar question, my yeah. friend, different perspective, obviously, but as an investor in Roe, sure. and you've got these other companies, you know, kind of breathing down their neck. Are you worried at all? How are you thinking about it? Um, are, you are you having second guesses at this stage? Uh, you know, oh what, give, me your, give me your insights there. Yeah, no, I, no my, my confidence grows uh, daily and weekly. Um, and I think, you know, again, we, we invested, you know, in the company pre-launch, pre-product. It was three people. Uh, and we've been grateful to be a part of the journey and to see how it's unfolded. Um, two things. Healthcare is such a huge space for reinventing with modern technology infrastructure that I think it's totally feasible to make the, the proposition that it's not a winner takes all, winner takes most. In the same way some of you go to Walgreens or CVS or Walmart you know, to, to access your prescriptions and your treatment, uh, and all of you go to different doctors, um, there's such a huge opportunity. Um, so, so I think that's number one. And having made the investment case for this company a number of times over the last few months, I kind of you know, uh, I, I like to cite that. Um, in the same way, there's Uber and Lyft and a whole kind of proliferation uh, of great new companies for transportation. The second that Rachel touched on that I think was present from day zero and continues to persist to this day, which is, you know, a founding team that has that authenticity and that personal connection to the problem space. I think that that is what's required to stay true to the integrity of the patient relationship that we're, we have and we're delivering on. Uh, and I think that that's how you build a sustainable business, not a near-term, you know, uh, highly valued business. Uh, that is not the, the proper metric. It, long-term, sustainable, durable. Um, and so those are two aspects that we're really proud of in our investment in Roe and Rory. Uh, and I would say it, it's only compounded since we made the initial investment. Of course, absolutely. Um, let's talk about marketing for a little bit. Uh, you know, obviously, like I mentioned, you guys are going towards a consumer who's a little different from the norm. Mm -hmm. um, how are you getting in front of that person? Uh, what's the kind of breakdown between you know, if you're doing uh, mailers, if you're doing, you know, Facebook, Instagram ads, um, how are you really getting in front of that consumer? 
um, and, and what sort of strategies and, and tactics are you guys using and how are you thinking about it really? Yeah, absolutely. So we really break it down into, you know, obviously paid and then more organic marketing efforts. Um, the organic ones being really centered around community and education. So from a paid perspective, very heavy on Facebook, um, Instagram, as well as Google search is also pretty relevant. If you think about Hoff and you're searching like medical questions, we call it Dr. Google sometimes. Um, so Google's like a really big part for healthcare, especially. Um, again, I don't think women, whether you're 20 or 40, are really in that different of places. Right. Um, Facebook continues to be something that everybody's on. Um, and then constantly looking through new ways to either have new engagement with the consumer on those channels. So how can we tell our story in a way that's a little bit different than just a picture and a tagline? Can we have a more of a content-based ad that's resonating better? Um, or, you know, we've been playing a lot with video recently. Video has been an increasingly big part of our Facebook, um, of our Facebook strategy. Yeah. And then from the organic side, that's really been content and community has been really strong for us. So um, for one thing, we have our Facebook groups. Um, for the most part, we try to make those be very like non-salesy, just have people have a place to connect and interact with each other. Um, but every so often we try to um, connect them with the Rory brand in a way that's value add for them. So for example, we'll have our clinical director go onto the Facebook group and do a live AMA. So people can write in their medical questions, um, you know, get general medical questions answered in this Facebook group. This way they're engaging with the brand in a way that's not necessarily us selling them something, but delivering them value and making them feel part of our community. Um, and then content is another big piece for us as well. So we um, are really building out a content destination for women's healthcare. Um, we want it to be essentially, you know, WebMD, but in a way that's actually engaging for somebody to read and they feel like it's written by somebody who has a tone of voice and isn't gonna make them feel like they have cancer every time they Google something. Um, so um, content is another really big focus yeah. for us as well. So, I mean, in terms of like the Facebook ads, the Instagram ads and things like that, is the, is the content more, sort of, okay, like this is what Rory is able to do for you, or is it more of a mindset and like worldview sort of approach? How are you doing that? Um, so the, the paid content is really, it's both around your experience yeah. as well as what we can offer. So I think at the end of the day, you know, in a lot of ways, people have a sense of what they want and they want to know the most efficient um, value add way to get it. But they also want, we want to show them why Rory is the most efficient, valuable way to get what you need. So we highlight the fact that we have 24 seven messaging with your physician. We highlight our free two day shipping. Um, we try and highlight those kind of value adds that we can provide you that you wouldn't necessarily get in a doctor's office where it takes you 29 days to make an appointment, then you have to wait all that time um, to follow up, ask your next question, whereas we can get you your treatment in a matter of days, and then once you have it, you can message your physician anytime. And um, we really try to draw on those values and those value adds um, as how we, we make our selling points to the consumer. Okay, beautiful. Um, as we close out, uh, I mean, it's obvious you guys first began focusing strictly on menopausal women, you've since you know, expanded the product line a bit more to be a bit more diverse. Um, how are you thinking about where you're gonna be heading into 2020? What's on the, on the horizon of these next couple of months? So we have you know, retail plays, maybe a pop-up or something of that nature. How, what's, what's happening next as we head into 2020? Yeah, absolutely. 
So Rory has always been envisioned as a women's healthcare brand. Um, we started with menopause because it is a huge underserved market. There are over 40 million women in the US right now um, going through menopause and we felt like that was a great place for us to start as we think about how can we meet the needs of women, especially around conditions that we aren't talking about, conditions that are stigmatized. Um, kind of what we've always planned on was how can we really meet the needs of women at all ages, especially around these reproductive healthcare questions. So in two weeks, we'll be launching um, treatment for cold sores and genital herpes, something that's incredibly common, in, especially in women. Women are twice as likely to have genital herpes, and yet almost nobody talks about it. Um, and so giving access to treatments like that, treatments that you know, really address all of the reproductive health needs of a woman. Beautiful. Well, this is the end of the panel talk. Um, it's been a pretty fun conversation. Uh, I've been having a great time discussing, you know, how Rory's thinking about the marketplace and, and Peter putting you in the hot seat as well. Uh, but thank you guys for being here. It's been a great conversation. I'm Paul Munford, uh, Rachel Blank, Peter Boyce. Thank you so much. Thank you. Rock and roll. <clears throat>